1: and welcome to HotelCast, the podcast for hoteliers. This podcast is brought to you by AskSuite, the number one hotel chat box focused on direct bookings and reservations productivity. My name is Paula, I'm the content manager at AskSuite, and I will be your host today. Our guest today is Sarah Kane. Sarah is the Marketing Manager at Guest Review and she is here to talk about the power of guest reviews and how online reviews can attract travelers. So, hi Sarah, so happy to have you here today and thank you so much for giving us your time to talk to us. Hi, thank you for
0: having me. It's great to be here.
1: Uh, thank you. Uh, and Sarah, before we get started uh, and talk about online reviews, could you please just say a little bit about yourself and how how was your journey uh, professionally and in life to get where you are now? Sure.
0: So, um, as you mentioned, I'm now the marketing manager of Guest Review, which, which kind of happened by fate, almost. Um, I started my marketing career when I lived in Johannesburg, which is where I grew up. Um, and I worked for a few years in a digital marketing agency, which was obviously very fast-paced, and after a while, I just sort of wanted a break, um, and my parents had actually moved down to a relatively quiet seaside town called Port Alfred a few years prior to that. So I thought, all right, I'll go and see what they're up to, and I did, and for a, and I worked, in there they have a, a hotel-slash-pub-slash-restaurant. So I worked sort of casually for them doing that for a bit. And then I saw an advert for a role in marketing in a tech company that was actually based in Port Alfred, so it was the best of both worlds. Yeah. And um, yeah, I couldn't pass it up, so I so I took it. And I've <laughs> been with Guest Review ever since.
1: And you've been in Guest Review, sorry, for how long now?
0: Um, I think it's been four years. Yeah, that's...
1: It's quite quite a long time nowadays to stay in a, <laughs> yes. in a company. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but, uh, and Sarah, uh, you are uh, the marketing manager and you're also uh, a writer because you wrote for us a, a really nice guest blogger uh, about how online reviews can help you attract uh, post-COVID travelers that everybody that is listening now can find it on com slash blog. So I uh, thank you for that for the this great article that you that you share with us. And this is actually Welcome. Yeah. And this is actually the main topic that we will talk today, right? So uh, the online reviews. I think we we all we all check online reviews before buying uh, something or booking a hotel, right? So I think it's it's pretty obvious as a cons- consumers that it's that is important, and we check it all the time. But, Sarah, I'm really not sure if the hotels actually understand the importance of the hotel reviews, uh, specifically in the decision making of the traveller. So, can you uh, talk to us a little bit about the importance of the reviews for the hotel?
0: Yes, sure. Um, So, what we found at Guest Reviews a lot, of, a lot of hoteliers really understand it, and they really completely grasp the importance of reviews, and they'll dedicate hours of their day to reading through reviews and replying to them and making sure that everything they do is geared towards giving the customer or the guest an experience that is review-worthy. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's another group of hoteliers who almost completely disregard it, and they say, oh, nobody believes those reviews. They're all fake. They're all lies. Um, I'm not even on TripAdvisor, which is of course not true, um, because anybody can list you on TripAdvisor. True. And 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 we see a huge range of attitudes towards hotel towards these online reviews, um, sort of anywhere in between those two extremes. Mm-hmm. And I think what's important for hoteliers to understand is that it doesn't matter what your opinion is about online reviews, because your guests are looking at them. Whether you think they are or whether you think they're not, they absolutely are. Even if a lot of, a lot of hoteliers will say, oh, but our, our demographic is sort of older people. They're yeah. not really reading reviews. But they are. They are. And even if they're not, their daughter or their granddaughter is going to say to them, oh, you said you were going to stay at um, Hotel X and Y, but I've just looked up some reviews and they're really not very good. You know, the, this, is, this is the new word of mouth. This is how people make their buying decisions, um, and, and they can really make or break you. And I think it's important for hoteliers to understand that.
1: Yeah, it, it's really connected with credibility, right, which is um, the key to get gas.
0: Absolutely, especially, especially in, in hospitality, There's no you can't send it back for a full refund. It's a risky decision, even in even even in normal times, even before coronavirus. You can't you can't say, oh, I don't like that purchasing decision I made. I'm just going to send it back for a full refund, like you would do with a pair of shoes. You've got to take time off work. You've got to spend a whole bunch of money. You've got to travel, yeah. you know, across the country or across the world, and those are things that you can't get back. So even if you get your money back, you've still wasted the experience, and and people are very. Very conscious of the fact that they've got to get it right when they travel, and that's why they look for the proof. They look for, as you said, they look for assurance. They look, they look for some indication that what you're selling them is in fact what you're going to deliver.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, you're totally right. Uh, in your blog that you wrote for us, the piece that you wrote for us, uh, you even put there that there was a survey. Uh, that says that 88% of customers say that they trust online reviews as much as personal recommendations.
0: And I think that that's, that's especially important, again, for travel, because you're unlikely to know a large number of people who've been to the same place. So if you're traveling and you're going on a, especially for leisure, if you're going for a tourist activity, I mean, well, in most people's social circles, you don't have 40 or 50 of your closest friends who've just recently been to Paris, True. who you can ask for an opinion. You have to ask strangers. True. Uh,
1: yeah, we, we live now in the opposite of, well, I, I'm i a bit old, <laughs> well, I'm 39, I can, I can say the word, you know, I'm 39. I grew up with my mom saying, don't trust strangers, and this is what we do now. <laughs> we we actually, we trust yeah. strangers, right, It's it's crazy. <laughs>
0: And you trust people who've been in the same situations. One of the examples that that we use for there's a concept called social proof, and mm. one of the examples that you give is that is is people will trust somebody who's been in the same situation as them, even if they don't know that person so well. So if you are looking for parenting advice, mm. and you've got a very very your very best friend who's got no children, and she says, you know, you should do this and that. Or your work colleague, who you don't really know that well, but she's got three children. You'd rather take her parenting advice because she's been there, she's done that, she's she knows what she's talking about. Mm-hmm. Similarly, if I say to you, "Don't go to Paris; it's awful," but I've never been to Paris, so what would I know? You need to get the re- you need to read a review from somebody who's actually been to Paris. We
1: connect better and we trust more people that we feel connected. So, uh, especially now, Sarah, mm-hmm. we ha- we live in we live in a In fear right now, so uh, I think um, online reviews uh, will have even a bigger impact because we want to to be sure as much as we can (laughs) about the place we're going to, right?
0: Yeah, of course. I mean, as we've said, you know, you've always travel's always been a risky decision Mm -hmm. because it's it's costly in terms of time and money. But now it's also there's a whole bunch of other things that you're risking if you're going to be traveling, and those risks might be real, they might not be real, they might be exaggerated in our minds. It doesn't matter to the consumer. Mm-hmm. These are risks that they need to know are worth taking. So nowadays, when you travel, you're going to be thinking to yourself, could I get sick? Could I get coronavirus if I travel? Um, yeah. Is the hotel? Is the place where this hotel is? Are they? Is some are the politics going to change, or are the regulations going to change, or is the is the health situation going to change, and suddenly I can't go there anymore? Or if I go there, could I get stuck there if the, if perhaps they get locked if there's a lockdown declared or something like that? There's a whole bunch of other questions that people are now facing that make travel just that much more risky. Um, and so, as you say, people are unsure. Um, but the good news is, is that social proof works even better when people are unsure. So when you're not when, when you're not entirely sure what to do, and um, you can liken it to an experience that everybody's had, where you go to a restaurant and you're not sure what you want to have, and you say to the person you're eating with, oh, I don't know, what are you having? And that's a way that we use to make decisions. when When we're not entirely sure what we should do, we look to what other people are doing.
2: Yeah, that's very true. So, okay, Uh, online reviews are crucial for the travel industry and, like you said in the beginning, most of hotels are aware of it. But taking from my own experience now, Sarah, I worked in hotels for many years and every time a hotel that I worked for got a new review, everybody talked about it. If it was a good review, everybody would smile, if you have your name mentioned, you would feel happy, proud. When it was a bad review, then people would get upset or even angry, feeling that it wasn't fair sometimes. But anyway, when I think about it, not much was done after reading the review. Uh, No action was taken. So, Sarah, do you think hotels take full advantage of the reviews? Are hotels uh, aware of the impact on sales and guest relations? Um, I think
0: that. I think that because because as you've said it's such an emotional experience for, for hoteliers when they get a review, it's difficult for them to then look at it as a commodity. So when you get a good review, you know, you you're you're delighted, your heart grows and you're smiling and you show all your staff and you've really made somebody's somebody's day and you've given them a great experience. When somebody's had a bad experience it really does affect it really does affect you. I mean I've seen I've seen hoteliers who who, who cry still over yeah. bad reviews because hoteliers really do it's something that you do out of passion a lot of vast majority of hoteliers really do put their heart and soul into it and i think that with something that is actually quite an emotional thing for many hoteliers it's difficult to then say is this a commodity that i can use rather than as you said this is something that i need to show everybody and smile about or i need to find somebody to shout at about what we whatever went wrong here yeah um, and there's there are oh, so many things that. That a hotelier can do with his or her reviews. Um, in guest review, we've actually got a system called service tickets, which are, which can be created from the reviews. So if you see a review come in that says, I "Had a great stay in room two, but um, the tap the tap is dripping," you can immediately create a little thing that says, "The tap's dripping in room two, Fred, please will you fix it?" and then it emails that to Fred. Oh.
1: Um, that's really nice similar
0: similarly yeah it's quite handy because a lot of these these are the kinds of things that slip through the cracks yeah um and 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 for one person a dripping tap means nothing but for the next person who's a light sleeper mm-hmm. the dripping tap is going to mean that they leave you a really bad review on tripadvisor so it it will, you know people who like people will get pushed over the edge by different things um so making sure that those little small aspects of your guest experience um we call them marginal gains. Mm-hmm. You know, those keeping keeping those little aspects of your guest experience really top notch is what gives people a great experience and more importantly a consistent experience. Um so that's one way to use your reviews. The other way to use your reviews of course is 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 as marketing material. Um And I don't, and I don't see this being done nearly enough. But just because the review was written on TripAdvisor or was written on booking.com or was written directly to you through some guest feedback software doesn't mean that it has to stay there. You can take a screenshot and share it on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and Pinterest and wherever else you might have a presence. And you can put it on your website. You can, a good review is far more valuable than anything your marketing team could write for you. And I say that as a marketer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: no, you you can't say it. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> as a marketer and a writer, I can tell you that <laughs> it, even even the worst written excellent review is much more valuable than anything than anything your your team will write for you because people don't trust brands; they trust other people.
1: Yeah, and and what it, it's uh, what you were talking about the social proof. Uh, as well, right? Uh, in your in your guest blog, you also wrote something that really got my eye, that it's a 10%, you can have 10% improvement in traveler review rating. Has, sorry, 10% improvement in traveler review ratings have been shown to increase online bookings by more than 5%. So, it really yes. impacts sales, right?
0: It really does. Yeah, this is not, it's not just, and, the, and there's been, there's also another famous study by, by Cornell University that. Shows that um, a 10 percent oh sorry for every one percent that you increase your um, your review score, mm-hmm. you can also increase your price without losing market share. Mm-hmm. So if you have a better online reputation, you can charge more and not have fewer heads in beds, which is amazing. That's I mean that's revenue per room is is what is what makes your hotel profitable and and reviews can allow you to increase that
2: so here sarah i think we can give a spoiler to our listeners that something good is coming um soon our chatbot and guest review will be integrated
0: right yes indeed yeah which is which is a which i think will be a great tool for hotels because when somebody's and especially in in a in a Post-COVID world, when people are unsure and they've got all these questions, and you know, is your hotel clean? Um, will you refund my my booking if I if the if the regulations change and I can't get there? And they're going to be asking these questions through the chat button. You can tell them yes, 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 yes. Of course we will, and yes, of course our hotel is clean. Yeah. But you also need to show them the review that says from whoever, yeah. from Cindy. Who I've never met before, but I trust her because she's a guest, just like me, and she's going to tell me, "Oh, the hotel was spotless. They sterilize everything, you know," yeah. and that's going to make me feel so much safer as a as a prospective guest.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm sure this this uh, the putting together these two tools will be really really good for hotels. Like you said. Uh, mm-hmm. One thing is you you telling oh I do that that and that and the whole it's another whole story if someone else says yeah they do this and this and this so we trust more like yes that. yeah yeah and then we were talking about the changes there a little bit um, well in this world that we now live in which is not the same uh, it's completely new and a bit weird actually. And it probably won't Mm -hmm. be the same again, or it will take a long time, right, to to get back, maybe, to get back to where it was. But all the changes that we that we are that they are happening now, they affect the way we connect with people and brands, right? So social distancing, yeah. So social distancing uh, and the measures we we need to take to protect our health, uh, there have been a lot of consequences because of that especially for the hotel industry. So hotels need to, they had to close the doors maybe temporarily or sometimes um, for good, which is is really bad. Um, Mm. But anyway, they need to operate with few resources because a lot of hotel professionals, they they lost their jobs as well. And they need to find a way to manage the hotel from home also. Uh, So it's a a lot of change in the hotel operations. Uh, so, what are your your thoughts, and uh, how can how are you seeing this these changes in hotel operations and bookings and guest relations? All this that it's happening uh, right now. If you can just give it a scenario for us,
0: I think um, I think you're absolutely right that hotels are going to have to operate very sort of lean. They they're going to be on reduced staff for some time. They're going to potentially have to a, a lot of a lot of places are putting in have regulations that say that they're only allowed to operate at fifty percent occupancy mm-hmm. um, for example, or that you know they have to keep every other they have to keep every third room empty or people sitting at the, people in restaurants have to be so many meters apart, so therefore you have to remove some of your tables mm-hmm. and I think that across the hospitality industry, there's going to be less revenue, mm-hmm. and also fewer personnel because of because there's not going to be the revenue to replace the people who've had to be furloughed or retrenched. Um So you're absolutely right. You're going to have to be smart with how you use your people, and any any of the human resources that you have in your in your hospitality business need to be dedicated to doing things that only humans can do. Yeah. So you don't need somebody. For example, a, a chatbot is an excellent example of a thing that a human being doesn't need to do. You don't need a human being sitting there giving people directions how to get to your hotel. That's not A human being should rather be at front desk reassuring people that things are clean, for example. Um, human beings should be used to make the human connection because you ha- you, we're going to have to make do with fewer humans in hospitality businesses. So anything that can save people time, mm-hmm. for example, a chatbot, or, for example, um, a software like, like Guest Reviews that goes and crawls review sites and puts all the reviews in one place so it's much, much quicker to check all your reviews and re- respond to them and um, aggregate your scores and look at your reporting and all that. Those are the kinds of things that would take a human being hours to go and look at all the different review sites. and bring all the reviews back and put them in a spreadsheet, a human doesn't need to do that. You can have a machine do that, and the human being should analyze it. And similarly, a human doesn't need to answer questions that you get four or five or six or seven times a day on your website, where are you guys situated, Um, what are your health and safety procedures, Uh, how do I get to you from the N25? These are not questions that you need a human being to sit and answer
1: yeah that's, draw the have yeah you're totally right and when i when i work in a especially when i work with a as a hotel receptionist uh the emails was were a lot of emails back then, and it was like the same questions over and over it was just a copy <laughs> you know it was really, it it's really even for the the hotel professional it's uh, it's annoying, and for the guests too it's like
0: it's tedious, yeah,
1: yeah, but it but it is cru- it is uh, vital information, you know. You, you can't just ignore it. So, yeah, mm. you need you need to, to find ways and the online reviews, uh, like you're saying, to like I, I used to go every day and then look for the reviews, and you know that takes a lot of time. And, and we now have technology to do a lot of things. So I think this is a good time, actually, if, if uh, if something good can come out of, out of this, and I think that it is the, tech, the use of technology in the hotel industry as a mm. whole, right? It, the, I don't know, and I don't know your perception, but uh, from my point of view, it's, uh, hotels were still um, hesitating in using some of the technology, uh, you know, because it's so connected with hospitality and being human and all that, and the technology is not to... It's not here to replace anyone. It's just to help them. Um, I don't know if you, if you, if you have the same, the same idea that the same view as the, that can be a good time for technology to actually, actually show the, their value. You know, its value. Yeah, absolutely.
0: I completely agree. And and now because hotels have sort of some forced downtime, mm-hmm. now is actually a great opportunity to implement. New technology or to switch technology. If anybody's been looking at, for example, your property management system, changing your property management system is a huge, huge deal because you've got that's you know that's where all of your bookings are for the next year. How do you change that over when you've got people checking in and checking out a few times a day? You can't, but. Now, when you've got no one checking in or checking out, now is an excellent time to change that, to change your technology, to look at a better tech stack, mm-hmm. to see which technology integrates better with other technology, which technology you need, which technology would, would improve your guest experience, and, as you said, which technology would allow you to use, to make better use of your human resources. Um, I think it often happens that that you've got, Human beings doing things that they should that they don't need to be doing, that computers can do for you, and people do it because that's just how it's always been done, and it's and it is a big deal to change your processes yeah. and to have to train yourself up on a new system and understand how things work. and it's a bit of a learning curve and it's quite scary. but now is a perfect time to do it, yeah. because everything's quiet, so now is the time to learn. if you've been wanting to learn a new system, now is the time to do it. Wanting to implement a new system, now is the time to do it. Yeah. If you've got the if you've got the resources to make it happen, this is absolutely when I think that hospitality businesses should be making those choices.
1: Yeah, and uh, and and like we we're saying to uh, another thing that came to my mind, uh, technology is, it it is great to so you can put human resources in the right places and doing the right things. And it also mm. now that we have the hotels temporarily closed, for example, uh, technology can keep the hotel open because it it is a challenge. You you have to you have to be open somehow because you need new new bookings and uh, new revenue, you mm-hmm. know a little bit. So technology can allow you that to to operate the the hotel from home, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely, and that's. Or, or not, not even from home. But your te- technology can do a lot of the basic stuff all by itself. Sure. Um, if you need bookings coming in and a channel manager and, quit, okay. and a few, a few of the recurring questions answered, all of that can happen without, without you having to put in any effort at all. Yeah. So I think, I think you're absolutely right that technology can help to keep hotels open, even if people are not booking to stay right now. Mm-hmm. Um, that we have seen it increases in bookings in many parts of the world for, well, the Far East is already recovering, but yeah. Europe has seen an, up, an, an uptick in bookings for August, September. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's no, there's no reason why bookings can't be coming in without anybody actually manning your front desk. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need somebody physically at your front desk to take a booking.
1: Totally right, and uh, Sarah, um, we're gonna let's go back just a little bit that we're talking about uh, the importance of re- reviews, right? And I I don't want us to to end this conversation where, without talking about uh, the challenge that is now another challenge. That is okay. So online reviews are very important, but uh, like we were, we were saying now, many hotels are closed and there's no. Uh, New reviews, basically. So, in the Mm. again, in the post that you wrote, uh, you give some tips of what hotels can do right now uh, to still attract travelers through online reviews, even though they don't have uh, new, fresh reviews. Can you give us a little tip?
0: Yes, of course. Um, So, obviously, one of my favorite tips is to to cross post the reviews. Any great reviews that you've received on any of your platforms, whether Booking.com, TripAdvisor, Trivago, wherever you're getting your reviews, if you, if you see a good one, take a screenshot and share it on social media. Um, or if you see that um, that that a, that a particular aspect of your property has been mentioned a number of times, um, perhaps you've got an amazing view or you've got a really beautiful building. Take a take a few of the different reviews that mention that, and then take a picture of the view and say, "This is something that our customers have loved seeing in the past. Can't wait to welcome you back in the future." Those kinds of those kinds of things do really well on social media, and they show that you're still you're still around. There's your social proof. There's there's your evidence that it's not just you who's saying you've got a great view. Um, it's real people who've mm-hmm. stayed in your hotel have enjoyed this. Um, Another thing to do is to, again, to look through your past reviews, and this one's a little bit a little bit more tricky, but it works really well. Is look through your past reviews and see, and try and see if you can isolate any recurring trends, and use those trends to rewrite or um, update any of your content on your website, on your social, on your um, OTA listings, because it's very often what we see is that. The things that you think will matter to your guests are not what actually matter to your guests. You get used to your, you get used to the beautiful building that you work in every day. But the people who come to stay with you might be really amazed by the architecture,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and you never thought that that was a that there was a a, a feature. Um, so by looking through what people have said in the past, you can kind of you can really hone in on what matters to your guests and what will and what will be important to people in the future who are trying to look for a place to make a booking. Um, And then another one that's great is if you can get people, uh, if you can get your guests to provide that kind of content for you. So um, things like social media competitions, which you can even run now and say, have you ever stayed with us before? What was the best part of your stay? Did you take a picture? Um, share with the, with our hashtag, and the winner of the reminiscing competition will get a free night stay for two, or however you want to frame it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that so that gives you what's what's very valuable on social media, which is called user generated content. So instead of you taking a picture of your hotel. Mm -hmm. which everybody knows you can get a professional photographer in, and you can do all the angles right, and you can touch it up in Photoshop, and it might not be a true representation. Mm -hmm. But if you get a photo that a guest has taken, they trust it. They know that that's real. Um, So that user-generated content is very valuable on social media. So if you can can get some of that, it makes for fantastic social proof.
2: Yeah, wow, that's
1: a great tip, Sarah. And one one thing that uh, that you wrote that also I think it's worth mentioning uh, that i well, I didn't think about it uh, before I read your your blog uh, is the to encourage more online reviews from the guests when they start returning because you do have the ranking there. I think you can talk better, more properly than I can do. But uh, it is important. Uh, the value uh, how many reviews you have and how fresh they are right so uh, when yes. they start coming yes. back it's, it's, it's good to have new ones
0: uh yeah, sooner yes, than of the course. so what yeah. yeah so the way that the way that tripadvisor algorithms work and a lot of the other um review sites are the same is that they look at three factors they look at um the rating of the review, so is it one, two, three, four, five stars or bubbles, mm-hmm. they look at how recently the review was posted, and they look at how many reviews you have in total. Um, and then they weight, and, and more recent reviews are weighted more heavily than others. And, it's, and obviously they don't reveal the algorithms to anybody because then you would figure out ways around them. Mm-hmm. But those are kind of the, the three factors that, that are at play, and of course, as you said, we have a time now, at an almost unprecedented time, where no one's been getting fresh reviews. So everybody, so the playing field has almost somewhat leveled a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and the hotels that can get in new reviews the quickest, when when travel starts to open up again, I believe will be will stand themselves in very good stead to climb the rankings on TripAdvisor. So, as you said, it's, it's vital that you ask your clients, you ask your guests for reviews. Um, and that's, it's the best way to get reviews, is just to ask for them. Most people don't even think about it. Um, yeah. The people who will leave you a review are the people without you asking. Are the people who either had an absolutely amazing experience they, that they are completely blown away mm-hmm. and they want to tell everybody about it all the people who have had an absolutely awful experience and they want to warn people to never ever come back to your hotel ever again. And that's, you know, the, the, and those are the sort of two extremes. And in the middle, there's a whole group of people who saw your hotel online, thought, this looks like a nice place. And they went and stayed with you and they had a very nice time and they left. And it wasn't, it was, it was lovely. Mm-hmm. It wasn't amazingly good or amazingly bad. It was fine. And if you ask them to, They'll write you a review that says that, that says, it was fine, it was great, loved it, nothing to complain about. Yeah. And those and and but those people are also the same people who are not gonna go out of their way when they get home and they're busy and they go back to life and they go back to work. They're not gonna think, oh, I should write a review about that place. It was very nice. So by asking them for a review, you manage to get that much, that many more reviews in. And you really stand yourself in good stead to climb the rankings, especially after an event like this when so many people have, so many hotels have not been getting reviews in.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, again, from my experience, I have to say we were very shy asking for reviews and we didn't use as much as we could Mm -hmm.
2: by far the power of online reviews.
0: Well, as, but as you say, I mean, now you have technology that can do that for you. True. You don't have to, because it, it is, it's awkward when somebody leaves to say, like, oh, don't forget to write a story of you. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, you feel like, oh my God. I'm, it is, it, yeah, yeah it like
0: you're good, begging. Yeah,
1: exactly. It was a good experience until you asked me to beg me to, to unloign
0: <laughs> yeah. me for life, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's all very awkward. So, I mean, obviously, if you if you feel confident, if you've got that relationship with your guests, then ask in person. But a lot of hotels don't. And yeah. Um so you can get so, so you can get software that, that that does this automatically. So what we do at Guest Review is we plug into your property management system. Mm-hmm. So as soon as you mark a guest as having checked out, it sends that information to Guest Review and it and Guest Review then sends an email to the person saying, Hi, we hope you enjoyed your stay. Would you mind answering a few questions about it? Leave us a review on TripAdvisor. Obviously you, you can tailor the wording however you want it. Yeah. Um yeah, But it's an automatic email, but then it asks, it proactively says, thank you for coming to stay with us. Please write a review. And no poor, awkward receptionist has to actually do that. <laughs> thank God. <laughs>
1: well, <laughs> well, but thank you so much, Sarah. Uh, it has been great. Uh, I know I learned a lot, and I'm sure the listeners also. So thank you so much for chatting with us, uh, even in this uh, small chaos that we live now. Uh, yeah. Is there any final message or anything that uh, you would like to say uh, or maybe leave or some contact info Um
0: of course so if you are interested in guest review you can find out more at guestreview.com and it's guestreview dot .com um, and you can find um, my contact information is there on the about the company page. Yep. Um, and and in terms of a message, I guess it's it's really hard times um, in the hospitality industry at the moment, and I think a lot of people are taking huge emotional and mental strain. Um, and I just. I, you know I, I think that it's important that we all realize that we're in this together and you don't have to do it alone you can there's lots of places where you can reach out for help um if it's financial help or mental help you if you're struggling mm-hmm. if there was ever a time to not be ashamed of struggling it's now because everybody's struggling um yeah. so if you need help ask for it oh. that's that's what i would that's what i'd like to say and also to remember that this is not forever true um,
1: yeah that, that that's uh, important to remember because sometimes we, yeah you get stuck in it it's mm-hmm. like oh
0: yeah it will pass <laughs> yeah it's easy to be pessimistic but remember that we, you know we've got the, the brightest minds of our generation are working on a vaccine and a vaccine it's it's impossible that one won't be developed I, I i think personally and once a vaccine is developed it gets rolled out like polio. You don't you don't worry about traveling because you might get polio. True, true. Yeah, so yeah. a vaccine will be developed and people will travel again and the borders will open up again and life will go back to normal and in a hundred years, school children will be asked, what was the virus that impacted tourism in the year 2020 and they won't be, even remember, be able to remember.
1: Yeah.
0: So don't worry about it.
1: <laughs> yeah, that- that's a very nice final message, Sarah. But uh, again, thank you so much, and uh, thank you all for listening and for tuning in. Uh, be sure to follow S Suite on Spotify and subscribe to our, to our newsletter at s blog Thank you all, and see you next time.